0: Prologue of Zara the Cruel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Florence Short. Zara the Cruel by Joan Conquest. Prologue Narrower than the Ear of a Needle. Arabic proverb. The holy man, motionless, gaunt his eyes filled with the peace of allah the one and only god stood afar off outlined against the moonlight watching two horsemen fleeing for their lives across the desert pursued by a band of arabs which hunted them for murder done in the far fair city of damascus and had hunted them throughout the peninsula they headed for the mountains of death towering in the limitless sands of the burning desert and cut off from the world by the silvery belt of quicksands which surround them completely uninhabited by beast or human being within the memory of man and the memory of his fathers and his father's fathers yet did the wandering story-teller as he flitted from town to village from bedouin camp to verdant oasis make song or story of the legend which had clung to the pile of volcanic rock throughout the centuries a story which either moved the listener to shouts of derisive unbelieving laughter or held him still lost in wonderment and dreams a legend recounted in this day of grace by the arabian storyteller to bedouins sitting entranced under the stars or the moon yet which had been inscribed upon a highly decorated vellum by the holy palladius in the fifth century of our lord which record of early holy church was lost in the burning and sacking of a famous library in the more christian times of the last ten turbulent years the story of a miraculous light which so read the vellum led the holy fathers across the sands of death over which they did most safely pass to find within the mountains the further miracle of fresh sparkling water palm groves of luscious hollas dates stretches of dura and grass coarse enough to be woven into shirts with which to replace in the passing of the years the shirts of hair which covered the attenuated bodies of the thirty-odd early christian fathers there within the secret oasis so went the legend the holy men who fled the temptations and persecutions of the world and sought safety and salvation in penance and pilgrimage built a monastery to the glory of god and there so it was to be supposed they must have died with the exception of one who following the casting of lots had been sent forth from the miraculous oasis upon a mission to acquaint the holy palladius of the community's whereabouts the vellum had witnessed the holy father's safe arrival at his journey's end but of his return to the sanctuary as was the poetical name given the place by the renowned palladius there had been no mention a fair legend to endure throughout the passing of the centuries a sweet story in a land of thirst and death and dire privation a tantalizing word-picture to those who knew the shifting sands to be impassable the holy man pondered upon the legend as he watched the horseman tearing towards the quicksands in certain death then with the beads of mecca slipping between his fingers turned and continued his pilgrimage due south the south where the wind blows hottest and the sands burn the sandal from off even holy feet and mohammed Abed, accused of the murder of a wealthy flint-hearted usurer in the fair far city of damascus turned to the handsome youth who loving him as a brother had helped him to escape so far from the vengeance of the flint-hearted usurer's relatives the mare faileth boy of the wondrous eyes i fear a spear or a bullet shall find its home in her body or in mine before she reaches yonder mass of rocks yusuf laughed and turned in his seat and looked back shading the beautiful almond-shaped long-lashed eyes which had earned him his nickname and had got him into more trouble even than usually befalls a handsome youth in the arabian peninsula there is the length of many spears yet between us brother lie upon the neck of lula the mare so that the wind of her great speed be not counted against her the swiftest mare in all Najid, yet an endurance of but little count behold is there a light at the foot of the mountains moving this way and that way perchance tis one who lives amongst the rocks and who watches with intent to succour us Allah be praised that the sands lie flat under our horses' feet, though by the wool. Would he be thrice praised if, in his mercy and compassion, he were to twist the feet of the horses which follow us, and so break their riders' necks? The mountains seemed within spear length. The quicksands showed one with the desert, silvery, smooth, when the mares stumbled just as a bullet whistled past. Singing the streaming mane, she was up on her dainty unshod feet upon the instant, racing for safety with the last effort of her gallant heart. When Mohammed Abed turned and yelled defiance at his pursuers, Istagil, he yelled, Istagil, everyday words which merely mean make haste, but destined to become a battle cry which in after years struck terror in the hearts of those who heard it from oman to hajaz in reply came a volley of firing mixed with derisive and insulting words lost in the din of shouting and hoofs upon the sand follow me brother shouted Yusef as he pressed his mare with his knees ahead a greenish light danced this way and that backwards and forwards and to it yusuf rode his mare with mohammed abed close upon his heels they followed the will of the wispish light formed by the gas floating above the quicksands mixing with the wind when it blew from the south and fled upon the narrow path over which it danced a path formed perchance by the top of some mountain chain thrusting through the desert hidden throughout the centuries by the inch or so not more of sand which overlapped it from the treacherous seething ever-moving sea of death a way of safety discovered to the holy fathers and the fugitives before the law by allah the merciful the one and only god over it they passed safely with if they had but known it barely the breadth of a hand to spare upon either side of the exhausted mare They slipped from the saddle and pulled the panting beasts back into the shadows, just as, with much triumphant shouting and firing of rifles, the pursuing Arabs, riding in a straight line, plunged, yelling, screaming, down into the quicksand's suffocating depths. The miracle of the fifth century had been explained at last. An hour later, when the stars shone down upon a scene of perfect peace, yusuf laughed and pulled at the spear hurled by an arab in one last effort of revenge before sinking to his death it did not move stuck fast between two rocks it remained for all time a sign to mark the commencement of the only means of communication between the sanctuary and the pitiless burning desert methinks we are no better off brother if by the grace of allah we find again the hidden path by which we cross this sea of death yet have we neither drop of water nor date-stone left with which to stifle the pangs of hunger and thirst of which we surely die if we move not from this ledge of rock he looked up to the top width of a great v which cleft the mountains half-way down the side and from the narrowest point of which there seemed to stretch a path where the spear marked the beginning of the secret path then he stretched his hand and touched the rock behind the spear and with finger upon cracked lips softly called mohammed abed who came quickly upon tiptoe let us go warily brother yet let us go in search of those who inhabit the heart of the mountains so that they can help us in our need They passed their fingers over the rough cross, hacked in the rock as a sign of his return by the Christian who, in the 5th century, had been sent upon a mission to the holy Palladius. Then, hobbling the mares, crept in the shadows from rock to rock up the path leading to the narrowest point of the great cleft, which made the one opening in the mountains, slidding them to a spot midway between the foot and crest. Famished, and almost crazed with thirst, the two men hid in blackest shadow, listening for a sound, peering for a sight of those who had marked the way up with rough crosses cut upon the rocks. Then, alert, apprehensive, stopping to listen at every yard, crept noiselessly to the opening of the cleft. Through it they passed like shadows, and on down a steeper, broader path to a great plateau, on the edge of which they stopped staring in amazement a mirage whispered mohammed abed in hoarse tones then crouching ran across the plateau and fell upon his knees and to his full length upon the bank of a sparkling rushing river whence came the unknown miraculous water it flowed from the eastern side of the mountains it twisted in the shape of a big s in the middle of a fertile plain it disappeared through a narrow cleft in the western side with the thundering rushing sound of water falling into space the waters of the wadi hanava which flow through washam and arid more or less abundantly according to the season have so far not been traced after they disappear in the fertile district of Yamama. do they flow below the surface to the persian gulf or on into the terrible desert to be absorbed in the ever greedy sand are these the waters which show above ground for a few blessed yards in the secret heart of the mountains of death cut off by the quicksands from the needy sons of the desert who depend upon the scanty brackish water of deep wells and vapours carried uncertainly uncertain winds from the persian Gulf and which are lost once they pass above the hamads those red-hot dust-laden scorching terrible limestone plains or does a subterranean river flow through the bowels of some chain of mountains stretching below the surface of the peninsula from sea to sea wrapped in the desert sand maybe and may not the short mountain ranges dotted throughout rabious deserts be the topmost peaks of that great hidden chain and the miraculous waters hidden in the mountains of death be part of that lost river escaping through its prison walls in the one spot where the rocks have been worn during the centuries by the rush and the fret of the waters below and the wind and the storm above fantastic theory and yet who knows who will ever know but there it is and doubtlessly there it always will be forming an inaccessible oasis with sweet water and groves of date palms and stretches of wheat and barley descended from the grain sown from the holy father's scanty stores centuries ago a quiet spot with cotton shrubs and vines coffee plants and dura climbing gentle slopes covered in rich coarse grass and herbs and flowers of every kind which spring from the seeds blown upon the winds or carried by the birds which swarm where water is to be found no mirage brother whispered yusuf yet must we go warily with eyes in our heads and hands upon our weapons for methinks the inhabitants hide and spy upon us from the rocks waiting the fortunate moment to fall upon us he passed his hand over the first of a short flight of steps leading down to the water and worn smooth by the passage of holy feet by the marks upon the steps there is much coming and going and a good harvest about us food for the eating and for the drinking water the beverage prescribed for man by mohammed the prophet of allah the one and only god he touched the amulet of good luck which hung about his neck and lay quite still his hand upon his friend's arm looking about him in the shadows and up at the birds of all sizes which disturbed by the intrusion flew distractedly in every direction stay thou here brother i will drink a while then will i go and fetch thee dates and if i meet the inhabitants of this corner of paradise set in the midst of suffering will ask of them hospitality if they be friendly or the way back across the hidden path by which we entered if they prove otherwise quickening their tongues if there be hesitation with this he loosened the broad crooked dagger in his cummerbund and descending the rough steps threw himself down to drink until he came well nigh to bursting replete he rose and walked apart some feet and looked around him and stood amazed overcome by a strange awe then beckoning mohammed abed who drank at the river's edge crept like a shadow across the plateau and up a steep flight of steps made by the laying of boulders one upon the other the ruins of the monastery which had been hidden from the fugitives by a great mass of jutting rock which swept down almost to the water's edge lay silent forsaken upon the natural terraces of the mountain-side in the strong black-and-white shadow and moonlight the rough wall showed no sign of the devastating hand of time and hid the remains of roofs which from want of repair had at last caved in and fallen upon the rock floors the windows of the cells thirty in all showed like black patches painted upon a gray background thirty doorways gaped desolate the dust of ages covered stones worn by the passing to and fro of bare feet some more some less according to the span of years allotted to each holy man how had the holy men worked how had they built to the glory of god with no other implements than their hands and the strength of their muscles and their vows the walls of the cells the chapel and the refectory were two feet thick and built of pieces of granite of various sizes fitted together in rough mosaic fashion they had stood throughout the centuries just as they had been put together without loss of a single stone just as the trunks of palms rough-hewn by patients and sharpened stones had stood in ones or in columns to support the roofs composed of other trunks of bombs laid crosswise and covered in laced leaves later was discovered a place high upon the mountain-side to the edge of which boulders both great and small had evidently been pushed and hurled to the rocks below to be smashed to bits out of which bits doubtlessly had been picked the pieces necessary to the task of building how many years had it taken to build the chapel how much strength to carry the square slab which had formed the altar up the mountainside and to prop it upon four supports? How much patience to build up the pointed facade and to pluck out the stones from the middle until a clear cross formed by space showed against the blazing sky or the star-studded velvet of the night? Why had they built for joy for penance? the latter probably for the buildings. Which spread terrace above terrace must have far outreached the need of the holy men. For many minutes Yusef stood staring up at this mystery of the desert, and then, slowly, step by step, pulled by the strength of the unknown, halting to listen, hastening to gain the shadows, climbed the rough steps and reached the chapel door he stood staring down at the floor littered with stones and across to the altar before which lay a skull gleaming in a shaft of moonlight making the sign to scare away evil spirits he stepped across the holy place though not for a king's ransom would he have touched the white bones of father augustine the last of the holy men who had laid himself down to die before the altar upon which had been roughly chipped a cross christians whispered yusuf slipping the rosary of mecca between his fingers infidels like a great cat he crept out of the place and up the steps leading to the thirty cells where upon the stone floors showed the marks made by the holy men who had fled the world and the luxury of soft beds he climbed yet twelve steps more to the refectory where thirty stones more or less flat stood in the circle the holy men had formed for meals or recreation and up again to other buildings both great and small built to what purpose it will never be known then fled the silent deserted place slipping stumbling down the steps to the plateau where waited his friend side by side wearily noiselessly they climbed to the tombs high up upon the western flank natural case upon the floors of which twenty-nine holy men slept the long sleep each underneath a mound of stone they lay there now for all that is known waiting for the last trump to call them back across the quicksands of time they slept peacefully undisturbed for ruthless savage as were the men who ultimately threw in their lot with mohammed abed criminals and outlaws every one from every province and every tribe in the peninsula yet they respected the solemnity of that christian burial-ground and left the sleeping forms in peace and just as the first sunbeam slid over the mountain tops filling the rocky bowl with golden light the two men adopted the place as home an impregnable stronghold a natural fortress in a waste place a land of dates and water upon which a man or many men could subsist for lack of better or more tasty nutriment a citadel surrounded by a sea of death yet connected with terra firma by a path of rock which as a foundation cannot be bettered for if we have safely followed in the path of the thirty to sleep yonder argued mohammed abed looking up to the tombs in the rocks bathed in the glory of the sunrise why should not yet another thirty fleeing before the law and even thrice times thirty come safely through the hungry sands if two horses escape the death why should not two camels with their feet as big and soft as the heart of one who leans unduly to the affections cross that path and with violent lamentations and much urging make their way down yon rocky road and if two why should not thirty of their brothers and sisters follow as safely with thirty nedstein stallions and mares as nimble as goats upon their dainty feet behind them and are we so weak that we could not carry sheep and goats in young across our saddle bows, so that they multiply in this place of plenty? He looked up and around, stretching wide his arms. Is there not place for man and beast and many of each? And are we not, O oh my brother, bidden by the great prophet to succour those in distress? Are we not? In such wise did Mohammed Abid. The ambitious outlaw, with Yusuf as his right hand, became the head of as daring a gang of brigands as had ever swept the highways of the desert. And all went well with him, his harvests yielding abundantly, his wealth accumulating, his people and cattle waxing fat and multiplying throughout the years, until he took unto himself a wife who died on bearing him a daughter. End of prologue.